Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. So we just heard um, passages, if if you are a a person who, uh, Good Friday is something that you just, every year, you make it a a point to attend a Good Friday service, you usually hear the same readings over and over again. And we just heard the darkest moment in all of scripture. Now, not by the darkest writer of that moment, um, but the darkest moment in all of scripture. And it makes it difficult to imagine in this moment what could be good about this Friday. In John's telling of this tonight, um, this darkest moment today, we get this question from Jesus at the very beginning when Anton read, who is it that you want? And it seems a super simple question, and it's early in the story. Um, It seems a super simple question, but but we've been, as a church, moving through a lot of the questions of Jesus. And it seems like it's just a simple question in the garden as soldiers come to arrest Jesus and cart him off to his death. But with all the questions that Jesus asked, we know 163 of them that we get from Jesus— Throughout his life and ministry, there are so very few questions that Jesus asks in those last three days. So maybe this is an important question. Jesus asks, who is it that you want? And it's chilling almost, like a question not just for soldiers, but perhaps also for us. Who is it that you want? Who is it that you want me to be? Jesus asks. How different is that from who I actually am? It's in John's telling of the story that we uniquely get this question, but it's in Matthew and Mark's tellings that we might get an answer to it. Um, Mark's style is super short and like choppy and He gives, like, all the details, like, when, like, exactly what time something happens. Um, And then Matthew's telling is where we get um, the most details about Jesus' death. But perhaps sensing that the full details of this story would be um, too much, John writes a a different version. uh, and, And 
Matthew and Mark give us the long, lengthy account, and in both of their accounts, they give Jesus hanging on a cross. Jesus is mocked by the crowd of priests and scribes and Roman soldiers and passers-by, and even in both of their ver versions, mocked by the bandits, dying their own grisly deaths to the left, your left, left and right of Jesus, taunted him with, with their last breath, and in their taunts, we get this answer. Who is it that you want? Who is it that Jesus is? They mock. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. And in the cruelty of their voices, the taunting crowd articulates what the disciples in the upper room were unable to fully comprehend the night before. In their efforts to humiliate Jesus, they proclaim the truth of the gospel. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. The one hanging from the cross is the Messiah, the King of Israel, the Lord of the universe, whose power is displayed in weakness and salvation granted through suffering love. Who is it that you want, Jesus asks. The one who saves others but cannot save himself. Jesus seems to be suggesting that this isn't the cross of self-help. Even as the crowd screams at him, Jesus does not help himself the slightest bit. Who is it that you want? And Matthew and Mark's answer, answer John's question with an answer I'm not sure we would give. The one who saves others but cannot save himself. It may not be the one we want, but this is the Jesus that we get. The one who saves. So can you imagine what it must be going through Jesus' mind as he listens to the chants of these bandits and looks down at the crowd now from this gruesome perch? Perhaps he's thinking about all of the people that he saved, all the people he's cleansed and healed and saved in the last three days, the lepers and, and the ones with the unclean spirits and the teeming crowds desperate for wholeness, and the crippled, and the blind, and the poor, and the rich, and the brokenhearted, and his own disciples, too. Even the dead, Jesus raises the dead, and so now he is within hours of his own death. Where among the writhing masses on Calvary's hill are all those people that he saved? Except for a few faithful women off in the distance, the others have fled in fear of their lives. They have gone to save themselves, of course. But the Jesus we get is the one who saved others but could not save himself. Who is it that you want? Think back for a minute to the very beginning of Lent, to the beginning of Jesus' ministry immediately following his baptism. Jesus is driven out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and, you know, there's a lack of food and a lack of water, and he's tempted by Satan to save himself. 
to turn stones into bread and call upon angels to carry him to safety, almost like this foreshadowing of this question, who is it that you want to be, Jesus? Jesus did not save himself then, nor does he ease the pain and agony of the crucifixion now. He willingly endures it. The cross of Jesus is not the cross of self-help. Today, when, when the Roman soldiers nail Jesus to the cross, they crucify once and for all the myth that the gospel is some kind of roadmap to wealth or health or fulfillment of an American dream. When the scribes and priests mock the dying Jesus, they laugh in the face of any false gospel towards happiness or success or self-help. Who is it that you want? It may not be the Jesus we want, but it's the Jesus we get. That on this Bloody Friday, God makes his home with all of those who cannot help themselves. The, the, the mourning lover in the depths of grief who, can, who just cannot bear the loneliness of another day. The, the, the addict desperate to, to break free from, the, from that grip that the student pinned, pinned to his bed by the darkness of depression. The immigrant risking their life crossing a desert. On the cross, God makes his home with all of helpless humanity, all of its defenselessness in the face of the grave. And then, and then at noon came the darkness. John doesn't give us all the gory details of it. Neither does Mark. Matthew does. But the air is, is heavy with impending death, whatever version you read. And in, in John, we get that question from Jesus who is it that you want? But in Matthew and Mark, the darkness, the death-filled air is split by another last question from Jesus, the one you know. After all he had been through in the previous days, the triumphant ride through Jerusalem and the final meal with his closest friends and the loneliness and the betrayal in the garden and the mock trial in Pilate's court and now the exhaustion an excruciating pain of nails amplified by, by, by murderous torment of the, the crowds and the onset of slow, supplicating death. Finally, Jesus cries out his first words since that early morning, a question that marks Good Friday. You can't have a Good Friday without ever having heard these words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All that had taken place in the last eight hours, all without a word from the cross up until now. All was silence in the heart of God. And then this final question, not for us this time, but for God. And it's this cry of one who has nothing else to give and nowhere else to turn, who has done all 
that has been asked of him in the face of loneliness and betrayal. It's a cry of utter abandonment and anguish. It is a, it's the deepest cry of God's heart. God's heart now splintered by the nails of suffering love. And Jesus asks, who is it that you want? Which Jesus would you have me be? And in this desperate, anguished, gut-level cry, Jesus says, I'm the one who saves others, not the one who saves himself. I'm the one who cries from the cross like, like a parent who, who receives the phone call of their nightmares. I, I'm the one who cries from the cross like a, like a patient diagnosed with stage 5 cancer, like a child orphaned by a roadside bomb, like humanity that's longing, crying for a day when tears and crying and death will be no more. Who is it that you want? Jesus may not be what we wanted, but he's surely what we needed. The God in Christ who goes to the very depths of humanity's sadness and abandonment and sin and death, and in that moment gathers up all of humanity's cries in, this, in his one breath and nails them to the cross in his, in his own body, his friends, his friends now, at his side. This is why the church insists on calling this Friday good. For it's the moment in the story, it's, it's the story that turns forever. It, it just, it, it turns forever at this moment that, that that cry, that like cry from the cross from Jesus in that question is that cry from Jesus, it's, it's it's sin's last gasp, almost. This effort to try to make Jesus who we want him to be one more time. This effort to control the world. This cry from Jesus is like death in the throes of death, going, going to battle with death. This one fruitless attempt, one more time, to try to claim victory so that, so that life does not claim victory instead. And, and convince the God of the universe one last time in that cry to give up on us and save himself before it's too late. But Jesus was in fact who he said he was. Jesus did what he said he would do. And so crucified on the cross, Jesus became salvation for all of us who cannot save ourselves. Would you pray with me? God, there's a reason why we try to make you in our image rather than living into being in, in your image. And that's because Jesus confounds our understanding of life and victory and strength and kingship, it, it utterly baffles us. It goes against everything we've ever been taught. It is, it's not the God we want, if we're honest. And yet it's the God who saves us. 
And God, we are so in need of saving. Save us, Jesus, tonight, not just by your cross, but, but by your entire existence, by your humanity with us, by your ministry to the poor, by your men left to our own devices, we destroy what you've made. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Mm -hmm.